0: Morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on a terrific Tuesday morning, friends. It is, uh, it's (laughs) there. (laughs) It's time to talk about what are you going to do when they come for your guns? You know, there is a very disturbing trend right now of federal agents flagrantly violating our Second Amendment rights. And so in my mind, it's not a matter of if uh, they come for our guns. It's when they come for your guns. You know, think about this now in Episode 130. uh, I. Again, presented the provocative question, will they try to disarm Americans before the midterm elections? There was a lot of things going on. There was a big shooting that had just happened, and there are all these cries, this outrage over, you know, we got to take away the guns. we got to take away the guns right now. Now's the time. You know, not not just some of the guns. We've got to take away all the guns and all of that. It was just uh, – they were just going about it. And, you know, we explored the possibility, I suppose, that Democrats would try to do something dramatic before the midterm elections, including possibility. Trying to disarm law abiding citizens who might be inclined to protest another rigged election. Now, of course, all of that was just wild speculation. So, yeah, I mean, it was just food for thought. You know, uh, we might be inclined to think that it'll never happen. It's kind of an interesting thought experiment. But then again, with these fresh stories coming out this week about ATF agents knocking on doors to inspect people's legally purchased firearms, it may be wise to be to begin considering that this is a plausible possibility, guys. This is this is actually happening. There's a link in the article here that shows uh, a couple of videos of a guy who who's, three agents show up. They've got the vests on. They've you know they're strapped, and I mean it looks serious. And they've got this paper. The paper, by the way, was not a warrant, but it was, you know, hey, look, we've got this email that says we need to go check. We had to come check you out because it uh, looks like you bought more than one gun at a time. You know, Uh Hey, no search warrant, no problem. Just have three guys with guns and bulletproof vests show up and interrupt dinner time. You know, hey, family. You know, the neighbors are all watching. The wife and kids are wondering what's going to happen. to daddy. You know, there's, there's, there's no doubt. You know, this guy in, in the video. he so well, gee, I, got, uh, I guess I could. Uh, I'll go. I can go look, get one of my guns and show you. You know, they're all in the safe inside, or what have you. And it, when people are put into that high pressure situation. The, you know, they're scared, they're intimidated. The the situation is such that they just forfeit their rights, right? You know, <laughs> you know, illegal search and seizure. You know what I mean? The right to keep and bear arms, all that kind of stuff. They don't have the right to just show up and say, show me all your guns. No, 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 no. no. And we cannot allow them to pretend that they have that right. They don't have that right any more than they have a right to shove a needle in your arm or stick a mouth on your face. A uh, mask on your face to cover up your mouth and uh, restrict your breathing and all that kind of stuff. At any rate, uh, here in the local county, our sheriff, Sheriff, the illustrious Sheriff Bob Songer, he's, he's a great guy. Uh, he issued a statement condemning these illegal searches. He tells citizens exactly what to say if the ATF comes knocking on your door. Okay, First, ask the agents to show you their search warrant to inspect your firearms. The warrant must be signed by a judge. Second, ask them if the sheriff is aware of them contacting people in your county. Third, tell the agents to leave your property if they refuse, they are trespassing. Fourth... Call the local sheriff's office and report the incident. Now, mind you, Sheriff Bob Songer is highly respected. He's a constitutional sheriff, lifetime member of the Constitutional Sheriff and Peace Officers Association. He holds a master's degree in criminal justice. He graduated from the FBI National Academy, and he has over 50 years of law enforcement experience. This guy is a stalwart of standing up for we the people, the rights, our constitutional rights, and being that buffer between uh, just... Us common folk and the abusive government that would try to take away your rights or trample them. So, this is what Bob had to say about that in that link there in that article. He says, Quote, if the ATF agents do not have a search warrant signed by a judge and you have told them to leave your property and they refuse to do so, call me and I will make contact with the agents. If they still refuse to leave, I will personally arrest the ATF agents for criminal trespass and book them into the Klickatak County Jail. End quote. Thank you, Bob. Now that is leadership, friends. And by the way, Sheriff Songer is running for re-election. There's a link up at GoldendaleMatters.com. You can check that out out, goes to his website. Please support Bob. We need leaders like this in these tumultuous times. And again, I I can't think of no better man to stand up. Bob's uh, Sheriff Songer has also written letters to the FBI and the DOJ warning them about infringing on the constitutional rights of citizens in our county like when the DOJ said they were going to start investigating parents uh, who were going to school board meetings as domestic terrorists and all that he's like no 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 you know and he's willing to step up and play hardball with all the big boys which takes a lot of courage and character and our sheriff has both and if you you live in a county where your sheriff uh, has that kind of courage uh, you are in a good situation you couldn't be in a better situation Uh, and of course Sheriff Songer is not alone Uh, as the federal government Continues to grow increasingly belligerent county-level sheriffs. uh, They really operate as the last line of defense to protect our constitutional rights, uh, right down to we, the people, and the right to bear arms. But if the sheriffs stand up and say, hey, you don't have a right to be here doing this – anyway, there is another example of sheriffs making a stand. It comes out of Missouri – where multiple sheriffs have declared that they too they will refuse to turn over private information on people who have bought firearms, on information on concealed carry permits, even under the threat of arrest. So if the FBI says, "Give me all the records on everybody who's ever done this or ever done that," and they say, "No, you don't have the right. That's that's violating the right to privacy. You have no right. You have no warrant. That's illegal search and seizure. Every, these people have a right to keep and bear arms. You know. So you know you can threaten to arrest us. The sheriffs say." You know, but we're not going to turn over that private information. You have no no legal means to to demand that. There's no reason for it. So, ultimately, friends, this is this is peaceful non-compliance at its finest. And Americans should take note. If we don't stand up for our rights, we're going to lose them. But if we just simply stand up and say, "Hell no," you know, no, 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 uh, no, then we can quite. Rap, I think, rapidly rebalance this. I don't know, you know, this authoritarian tangent that our government seems to be on right now. So, going back to like what Sheriff Songer said, ask him to show you the warrant. Uh, it has to be signed by the judge. Tell him, hey, if you leave the property or you're trespassing, call the sheriff and report them You know, that's what we can do. If the federal agents begin to trample, overstep their their. Uh, their bounds and trample on our rights here at the local level. At any rate, you know, all this is playing out, and right on cue, California is leading the way in further eroding our rights to keep and bear arms. According to legislation that was just signed into law, Liberal Governor Gavin Newsom, the stalwart liberal that he is, has just declared that it's now illegal to manufacture or sell what he calls, quote, weapons of war. In you can't sell, manufacture, sell, transport, do anything with weapons of war in the Golden Gate state. Uh, you know, just the choice of words there friends, it's all about the language you know I, we'll get into that a little bit more here in a minute, but of course Newsom's being cheered on by a chorus of progressive Democrats. Uh, this is ultimately the latest move in a steady encroachment of Second Amendment rights and I'm sure. You know, other states, other liberal cities are going to be following suit. You know, they're all looking to, you know, their bro, their liberal bro, Justin Trudeau, you know, what's Canada doing? What's what's happening in other countries in the world? Because, again, this is a global initiative. So if the Democrats, the California progressives, to justify this abusive use of power, they use this astounding rationalization. Get this, quote any tool we can use to protect the public is the right thing to do, end quote. You recall from uh, Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals, the ends justify the means. Hey, you know, if you're a radical environmentalist, if you got to blow a few things up to save the planet, no big deal. Okay, so when the, when the California progressives say, any tool we can use to protect the public is the right thing to do, you know, what they're saying is that we can do whatever the hell we want uh, – and you can't stop us because we believe that we have the moral imperative to trample all over your rights, period. That's it. You know? And in the minds of these morons, in their own words, there's no higher calling for the state policymakers than to protect the public they serve. End quote. There's no higher calling for state policymakers than to protect the public they serve. Think about that the highest co- the highest calling is to protect people using any tool they can conjure up so much for constitutional rights so much for judicial restraint that's so antiquated 20th century stuff now they can make up any law they please as long as it's being used to keep people safe and in fact you know they have the moral imperative to keep people keep people safe and to protect the public you know Anyway, that's why uh, out there in California, they're once again forcing people to mask back up. I don't know if you guys caught that. It is uh, in effect now in several big cities. You know, they lie, and they tell people that the masks are going to keep them safe, even though there's ample evidence that this is a farce, and anybody with their right mind knows that this is a farce. You know, people have to be uh, masked back up, even if they're totally vaxxed up, even if they're boosted, because... We don't know why, just because they have decided that this is the tool they're going to use to keep people safe. That's why. That's the only reason. They continue to lie about the breakthrough cases, claiming that the pandemic is being driven by the unvaccinated. And, of course, even though that we know this is patently false and absurd, the useful idiots continue to believe them. And uh, this is a quote here from a, a real brilliant uh, resident in L.A. She says, says Miss Isabel Schill... It's not punitive. It's not a punishment to anybody. It's about—and she's talking about the masks. It's about public safety. And we're not experts. We should follow what the experts are advising. <laughs> it's not a—it's not a punishment. It's not—it's about public safety. Uh, we got to just do what, what the experts tell us to do. Okay. Thank you, Mrs. Shill. I imagine that shills such as Ms. Shill use this exact same illogical reasoning to justify the police state confiscating guns from law-abiding citizens in the name of public safety. This is why the progressives have been yowling about gun violence as a public health crisis for years. It was way back in April 2021 when... The Biden administration first announced that gun violence is a public health epidemic. And few people realized that it had been, you know, years before that, it's been slowly making its way through the globalist machine here. So years before Biden was out there saying, oh, gun violence is a public health epidemic. You know, it's a, it's a, a national embarrassment. The, the, you know, the UN Sustainable Development Goals, Specifically, Sustainable Development Goal 16.1 aims to, quote, reduce all forms of violence and related death rates everywhere end quote <laughs> that is a lofty goal they're going to reduce all forms of violence and related death rates everywhere and in their minds this has everything to do with economic inequality and the availability of guns if everybody was equal if we all lived in a great socialist state and nobody had any guns then there wouldn't be any more violence which again is completely detached from reality but nevertheless that's what they're selling so that's what the UN Sustainable Development Goals say and that's why the World Health Organization is facilitating a, quote, public health approach to violence prevention, end quote, that encourages more gun control. Okay, so the globalists have a plan to take away the guns. Don't get me wrong. The plan in a nutshell is to reduce all forms of violence everywhere by tracking down your guns so they can take them away because guns are violent. It's That's it in a nutshell. So we know it sounds crazy, and yet even the CDC is on board with this lunacy. The CDC has its very own page on on the prevention of violence, and – They have allotted more than $2 million to boost surveillance mechanisms on gun violence. Again, this is coming from the Center for Disease Control, mind you. So the Center for Disease Control has thrown millions of dollars at surveillance mechanisms on gun violence. You see the connection here. And they've spent over $8 million on 18 different research projects that aim to prevent gun-related injuries. So it's all about public health and safety. This is why we have to surveil the guns. This is why we have the ATF going door to door. It's top-down global control, but it's trickled all the way down to the local level. You see how they do this. Friends, keep in mind, they've already used public health surveillance on gun violence to prove, quote, that uh, that bans on assault weapons and large capacity magazines keep people safe. So, Before we really get get into why this matters, it seems rhetorical. I understand it seems like a rhetorical question. Uh, Why does this matter? But consider the angle. Okay, Global agencies are directing the action of federal agencies, which are demanding compliance from local agencies. And this includes law enforcement officials. Thus, when the World Health Organization decides that gun violence is a threat to public health and safety, ATF agents come knocking on your door. But in that interim time from when they first started cooking up this language they then compiled a, a, a panels of expert analysis and started creating these scientific studies this is called the delphi method to prove that their perspective is right so that then they could use that as leverage to direct public policy that's where we're at right now now sure you know it may take a few years When the WHO says gun violence is a threat to public health and safety agents come knocking, it may take a few years for them to get there, but make no mistake, again, they are coming the marching orders are already on the book and on the books on the book on the books anyway the marching orders are there in indelible ink and this is the globalist agenda they say that it's to protect the children they say that it's to keep our community safe but in reality as you well know friends it is truly just to protect their own ass when the angry peasants revolt once the state has sufficiently disarmed the population. Tyranny will accelerate unabated and unchecked. Once the so called weapons of war are solely owned by the state police, who can resist their demands? Who? You know, a couple angry peasants with pitchforks? No. You know, at that point, entire populations can then be forced to comply with international regulations at Gunpoint, and you know, don't think it won't happen, right? Personally, I believe. That the globalist fixation on violence prevention is just another cunning way to take greater control over the human population. What do you think? You know, they know that a certain percentage of people are going to resist the global socialist agenda, and they know that well-armed peasants will resist the, the most. You know, we may in fact be the last hope for humanity to to ever breathe a free breath of air ever again, without a face diaper on their face, or without some injected genetic modification to dope us up and turn us into a bunch of dupes, you know? That is why they are doing everything they can do to convince the useful idiots that people don't need assault rifles. People don't need, you know, weapons of war because guns are violent. Friends, as I said in the beginning, and as you know, the deception is in the language. Rifles do not assault people. Guns are not violent. Guns protect the innocent. Guns prevent heinous crimes. Guns keep people safe. When evil people do evil things, good people must stand up to stop them. If evil people have big guns, good people need to have big guns too. Guns are all part of the process of maintaining a balance of power. Friends, do not forget it. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please do me the great honor of clicking that little heart and giving me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And above all else, share this with a friend. Get out there and embrace this terrific Tuesday and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.